This is Tony's song. He picked it. <laughs> he knew it instantly. Yeah, he's like, this is what I want. I want to be a baller. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Paul Apostolakis with Live on Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. Uh, I got my co-host today, Salvatore Cusmano. How you good doing? Good morning. I'm good. How are yeah. you? Special guest. Really special guest. I mean, special. Tony Raffin. How you doing today? Hi, guys. How are you? Good. And we also have Rob Knotts from the Hall Financial Family friend of Tony's uh great day to be alive guys it's uh it's you know it's almost the holidays we've got some great headlines Tony you're going to talk to us a little bit about rehabs distressed properties also a little bit about mindset which I think you're really good at um and then we also have some good headlines Bitcoin and real estate near and dear <laughs> to my heart um <laughs> 2018 is it going to be a good year or bad year for real estate and then obviously mortgage rates have gone up a little bit so let's talk about how that affects the market uh, but let's get into it tony give us a little bit about your background i know you're a broker owner at remax right now in macomb uh you've been in the business i don't want to age you but since 1990 yeah 20, <laughs> 28 years this january boys wow i mean you're i mean that's longer than sal's been alive Close to. It's the only thing I've ever done, the longest I've ever done anything in my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so give us some background. So, I mean, you're an eclectic guy. You've got a great background. You've been in the business a long time. You're a wealth of knowledge. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the industry. How, you know, most people fall into it. But give us some background, man. Uh, you know, it's really weird. I, I used to work for a company called MetroCell. I was selling cellular phones. Cell phones, okay. Yeah, when they first came out. In like bags. Uh, before the bags, when they were installed in cars, <laughs> or crazy. or you had that big banana phone that you yeah. carried around that was like Sal a side of beef, Scarface you know? phone. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I did that for a couple of years. Did really good at it, and I bought a house on a canal. I was what? Let's see here. That was 1987. So I was uh, 26 years old. Gone through a divorce, nasty divorce, and uh, had some cool neighbors, and they sold real estate. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? I says, I want to do what they do because they lived further out on the water than I did. Right. So uh, I took the class and started selling real estate. It just it started slow. It's just like everything else. But you put yourself around the right people, uh, you know, get the right wealth of knowledge around you. And boy, I was surrounded by a bunch of superstars. And, you know, just pick up on a little bit of this, a little of that. You know, take a stitch of everybody else's clothing, make your own pair of pants. Yeah, that's what that's, I'm wearing That's today. how it works, right? Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, you've had a lot of success to be in this business for as long as you have been. I mean, you, 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 you've seen kind of the cycles of what we've gone through. 2008, uh, obviously, it was an anomaly in, in our business, kind of crazy time. What did you do? You know, I always ask this. What did you do in that period of time where things got so funky? You know what I mean? How did you tread water? How did you accept? Like, because I think anybody that made it through that, like, is really good. You know what I mean? <laughs> On some level, like, if you made it through that and you're still in the business, you're pretty good. Well, I saw the downtrend in 2000. People laugh, but you know the economy is booming. But I saw all those all the crazy stuff that was going on. Yeah, uh, 125 percent mortgages, people getting mortgages that didn't have jobs, just what they call stated income. You know, stated yeah, income, stated, no income, no, no asset, in, Nina's nothing. It's yeah. like great name for it and yeah, <laughs> nina. nina came in and yeah. broke a lot of people's hearts Man, i'll yeah. tell you that yeah and uh so i started doing i started doing work for banks so i call around dealt, dealt started doing business with some banks i started with three assets by 2006 2007 
I had over 700 listings at one time. Me, not my team. Me. You had 700 listings. How do you even do that? That you put a team around you. So yeah. let's see here. So I went on my own in 2007. I bought the company, and the economy was really, really tanking. And we were just getting more banks, and they knew we could do what we needed to do, and we just started pushing through. So uh, come 2009, 2009 was like our best year. We sold 763 houses. So you were ready, man. Oh, I was I was there before. Everyone had laughed at me, so what are you doing that stupid stuff for? And it's like, because it's, it's coming. And I saw it coming down the pipeline. I remembered uh, one of the CEOs of one of the companies that we did business with called us out on a meeting. I was on the board of directors, so I'd fly out to Denver and meet with these guys. And the guy says to me, uh, sell your house and rent it back from the guy who buys it. Get your top dollar. I could have got you know some huge money for it at the time. Yeah. He goes, buy it back for half the price five to six years later. And I started laughing at it. Boy, I should have listened to him. Yeah. He was right. And I, I was in the middle of everything. There's, there's, just, there's no way to see the, to no. the fog. No, there's no way on that moment. It's point. crazy, though. The CEOs and everyone, you know, they knew it. And, you know, it's like it wasn't – obviously, they don't want to cause a mass panic, but they're like, hey, buddy, no, get I out. Mean, yeah. I remember walking – I was at a conference one time in San Antonio. This was – God, this was two years ago. And I was with the CEO – and he says, what are you invested in? You know, and it's like, well, real estate for sure. And, uh, and some stocks. I got some Ford stock. You know, he goes, get rid of that Ford stock. He goes, buy our company. I'm not going to tell you what the company right, is. He goes, buy right. our company. And at that time, it was $18. 90 days later, it was $43. I want to hit myself in the head. <laughs> I was worried. And I sold my Ford stock the other day and lost my butt, man. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, man. Yeah, sometimes you got to take those tips even though. Uh, well, whether the, he, just, he didn't say why. He just said, you yeah. know, we're, we're, mo- we're up and coming. We're we're moving, we're this and that. Yeah. And boy, he was right. It's, yeah. I mean, just it just right. rose. You just got to be around at the right time. Tony, mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about rehabs and distressed properties. Something that you're really proficient at, right? It's something that you. Yeah, that, we're in the middle of a bunch of them right now uh, with some of our investor partners, and we get investor partners from all over the world. We've got people that have come in from Australia, Saudi Arabia, Germany, Britain, England, uh, Ireland. You know, and along with people across the country, and and anybody pretty much that bought in the last several years ago. They're making a fortune. Yeah. Plain and simple. Um, right now, finding the distressed properties or... It's like a diamond in the rough, really, right? Right now, it's... Yeah. yeah you're, it was like when the prospector era was in and everybody was getting rich, and now it's like you're you're out there panning for that one little stone. Yeah. And they're here and there, but the majority of people, I think, that are doing this um, have kind of ruined the market. They've, they're overpaying. They're not making enough. They don't know what they're doing. And then they do these, uh, you know... Can I use a swear word? Can I swear? Just a little bit. <laughs> they use they do these real shitty rehabs. <laughs> I mean, they just they're just putting perfume on a pig at the end yeah, of the day. It's, yeah. it's, it's still a pig. they're just they're just slapping stuff on. The bones are all messed up. They're underneath all that paint and all that stuff. It right. There's still problems, and I think you know in our market, that's you know there's a lot of people that think I'm going to flip a home, right, Sal? Uh, Give yeah. me some money. I need some cash. I'm going to flip a home, but like it it. It, it isn't that well, easy. Like, like you said, it's, it's the bandwagon, right? Oh, man, my cousin made, you know. Well, everybody wants to quit their job right. and do flips. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? Like, HGTV. Yeah, stick with your main this, job. That, yeah, main, yeah, HGTV. We, do, we did an episode of House Hunters uh, about seven, six or seven years ago. It was a number, watch, number one watched Michigan episode or re- requested episode. And we did a we did a great, but we already knew what was going on before this whole thing started. We already knew the end result. We already knew what we were going to do, and we put it out there. 
It's entertainment. At the end yeah. of the day, yeah. it's live reality TV. And guess what they paid us? Nothing. So their production costs are minimal. They get plenty of reviews. The advertisers pay the money. At the end of the day... Well, if you have to hear about something on TV to get into it, chances are, I mean, it's too late. It's right? way too late. There's yeah, well, already if it's tons on the of news, people that, yeah. it's over. Well, like I said, yeah. I started foreclosures in 1999. Yeah. Everybody laughed at me. My Even my secretary, you need to do full service. And I'm like, I do a little bit of full service, but I'm keeping myself... Diversified. Oh, yeah. oh without yeah. question. Yeah, you're diversified. That's yeah. smart. But we, we, we've been doing... We've got a couple... Uh, uh, big projects right now we found out that doing the rehabs if you stick in the bigger stuff you're sticking with uh, basically the professionals yeah if you're if you're dealing with 30 40 50 thousand dollar houses pretty much anybody in that industry or in that uh realm can come up with you know 30 or 40 thousand dollars take a little house and by the time they're done they might make five or six grand it's crazy before you could buy a house for thirty forty thousand dollars and make 20 30 grand yeah. if you did it right so yeah. now we've got a beautiful project going on right now we're doing a restoration in gross point park on an 8800 square foot house really it's gorgeous it's got a god it's got a three hundred thousand dollar roof on it but everything's redone beautiful copper gutters it's gorgeous but it's the attention to the detail that makes that makes sense. Doing windows like old style windows, we had Pella make the old windows. So they're even though they're high efficiency glass, you're dealing with a good product here, but it looks old. The aesthetic is still the yeah. same, right? Amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, Gross Point's a great market right now because people, I think and you guys would know it being in the mortgage business. We find it that we went through a period where everybody wanted a bank foreclosure, everybody wanted a fixer upper. Now it's a different market. It's uh, what's the payment going to be? Yeah, we can afford this. We want it done. We don't even want to put carpet and paint in it. I they, totally they, agree. Yeah, nobody wants to yeah. work on the I house. I mean, now. even the price of the. I mean, a lot of the fixer uppers already were sold right to the people who have the ability to fix them or or do them. That's but correct. The price of even the fixer uppers, it's so up there. It's like. Why not spend an extra sixty grand? Another well, there's a different. There's some different type of fixer uppers. Okay, the first fixer upper would be something that you've got to have cash for. They're not going to finance right. it. It needs. It's a major overhaul, and it's going to take you a long time before you move in. Those are not really the layman's type fixer right. uppers. But there's another fixer upper, and I'm I'm involved in one right now that we're going to move into. So my wife and I are going to move into this. We bought it on a deal. It was off the market. Nobody knew about it. It was actually an estate. The, the people had passed away, and the guy had rented it out for a couple of years until the market came back somewhat. So we didn't get the deep, deep discount rate, but we got a nice rate to where we could move in, live there for a little bit, and make the money at the same time, which is a perfect opportunity for the majority of people. All this right. way you can work on it as you're living there, do certain things, and you can't get that with other people you know, with, with, or with other projects. you got to wait you know, a year before you move in because it's that that bad yeah you know yeah. um and real quick because i want to move on to the other topics but uh, you know as an agent having a good mindset as a human having a good mindset is so important and i think that probably bodes well for someone that's been in the industry for so as long as you have and also made it through some really tough times how do you stay motivated you know what i mean like how, <laughs> you know like at some point it's like man i it's like if you keep doing the same thing over and over again how do you reinvent yourself how do you wake up in the morning how do you feel like you know, attacking the day every day and, and not getting complacent. You know what? That's that's hard. It's hard, right? It, it is hard. But when you think about what we do and you think that, look, at I started selling real estate in 1987 or, you know, that, it was it's it was in 87. I was licensed in 90, but in 87 I was dabbling. So I got my license in 90 and it was a whole different market back in 90. Yeah. 
the, when the markets change, your whole demographics change. When your demographics change, everything changes on what you do. But at the end of the day, I think I, I'd spoken to you before and told you this. It's little things that you do every day on a consistent basis over time that create major, major moves. So you may not see it right away. Gary Vaynerchuk is you know, a guy that I follow all the time. You can listen to him on yeah, YouTube all the time. Yeah. And, and, and it's persistence and patience. And, and well, what if I don't have the patience? Well, you better learn what patience is because nothing happens overnight. With every success that I've had, I've had 19 failures. Right. right. You got to fail to succeed. Yeah, I agree you with that. You have to fail. They say the average uh, the average uh, realtor closes 2% of of whatever he all his contacts. So you got to make 100 yeah. calls to close two deals. Well, hurry up and get those 98 out of the way. <laughs> you got to get <laughs> you know? them out of the way, yes, right? Yes, you, you're going to have to fail. People you you got to look at whole, everything differently with that mindset that look, I'm going to fail, but I'm going to get up. What do they say? Um you you don't win a war with a battle, you win a war with a lot of battles. So you win a few, you lose a few, and you hope you win more than the other. You know, than yeah. you do it the I other way. I think that's poignant, man. I think yeah. that's poignant. So let's get into these topics a little bit. Rob Knotts, welcome to the show. Are you going to talk? I, you guys, I mean, you're just kind of there. You I and mean, Tony, there's not a break in the action. Yeah, you got you got to <laughs> jump in, man. It's like it's like double dutch, right? You got to get in when you can get in. Uh, <laughs> double dutch. <laughs> you know, I never heard it that way. When I watch double dutch, yeah. those girls are crazy. Yeah, it's like boom, 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 yeah. boom. Right. Uh, let's talk about uh, Bitcoin in real estate. I mean, this is obviously Bitcoin cryptocurrency. It's been like all over the headlines. I'm, I'm like kind of like into it. Like it's like something that's super exciting. That's changing. I think that's like changing the market a, a little incremental ways, but it's really blown up. So let me give you some stats real quick. Um, uh, 70 Redfin reports 75 listings across the country are willing to accept Bitcoin. There's a Bitcoin price on their li listing, which is kind of crazy, right? It, this thing was like not mainstream. Nobody wanted to touch it. It was really odd. People that don't understand it still think it's crazy. It's not backed by really anything. It's just it's a really crazy thing. Uh, Coinbase is an account that, that people open up to, to invest in, in these cryptocurrencies. 100,000 new accounts are open a day on Coinbase, which is <laughs> nuts. And it's funny because I think the majority of people that are investing in Bitcoin and these cryptocurrencies are millennials. They're also people that are the largest population of people buying new homes right now, in my opinion. And, well, statistically, that's what, kind of what it looks like. And they're the largest growing community of people that are getting into the market. So how is this going to change the market, Sal? I mean, you're, well, you're a millennial. Yeah, I think the uh, only millennial sooner in the than, room. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm a baby boomer, and I think you guys are nuts. Yeah, don't look at me. I'm a I'm a in between. <laughs> well, I think uh, it's going to be funny soon in the next few months when these people who will be buying homes who've invested in this all of a sudden we see these large deposits in their account. And what is this? Oh, I sold my Bitcoin. Uh, how do you track that? There's going to be some yeah. big, big capital May gains, and, everyone's and you're going to find some government intervention oh, yeah. in well, there. Well, the I, Coinbase, which is the largest basic platform to trade cryptocurrency currently, in the US, yeah. is sending out, you know, the, the IRS. We're like, hey, yeah. tons of people are making money. We need all the names and numbers and, and everything for those people so we can, you know, so they can yeah, send them Yeah, because it's supposed to be anonymous. That but it's not. It's, it's not. It's not yeah, anonymous. It's not. But well, if you're going through Coinbase. Well, but if you're not going through Coinbase, it could still be anonymous. That's why they were talking about possible crimes being committed. Yeah. And laundering money. Through yeah. Bitcoin. There, it's it, there's a lot of because uh, I actually have, I started digging into it. So there are a lot, there are a lot of misconceptions, but um, the, the I guess for me it's it's how is Bitcoin or these cryptos going to affect our real estate market. I think it's gonna. There's a few things. Blockchain might change 
potentially how we do business, but paying for things in a cryptocurrency is a crazy concept. Dude. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we'll see are new systems for blockchain to come out that will change the way that we probably thought some other things could never be done. It still doesn't make sense. I mean, you can speak to me about it for hours, and I've paid attention to it. Yeah. And I read about it. I still don't understand it. When you, you have the gold standard, the United States owes how much gold? Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know we're technically we're in a gold standard, but we're not on we're the gold standard. We're not really yeah. on the gold standard because, anymore, man. Yeah, but there's still gold there where somebody's got it? it in their mentality. Well, yeah, you you're right. It? Is that, no, <laughs> it's in a big box somewhere. Have you seen yeah. it? No. But but do you understand where I'm coming from? You, you've 100%. Got, yeah. I just think that the biggest takeaway from all this, if, if it all crashes if you know the currencies hey they, they don't mean anything i think it's the technology that will move some industries there, that we know as now to, forward to his point there's technology behind it so i mean we can get really granular for me i don't want to dig in this is yeah. not a cryptocurrency type show because and hours and hours and hours talking about it and you really it's 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 difficult to totally understand for, so it, it's scary though from someone who's in it i'm locked out of my coinbase right now why uh password snafu so you're eight you, days. You have some. Yeah, and it's every the like it's the volleyball between emails because you can, you could sit on hold for seven hours they won't answer you. There's a hundred thousand new people signing up a day for a company that was probably a, as big as our company like six months ago. Wow. You know, so like they're uh, it's it's nuts. It's taken me. I don't know when I'll get back in. Could be zero. It could be tripled the value by then. So and if the market crashes. Could, so yeah, be it. it See ya. Yeah. Right? I mean, that is what it is. Wow. It's amazing. I have no control. It's amazing. But with new technology today, they say it's really it's really safe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. it, 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 you know, who knows? If you could trade it. Who yeah. Knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so uh, we'll move on. I mean, we'll, we'll keep going. I mean, by the way, Bitcoin is at $18,000 a coin. It, two weeks ago, it was $14,000. Uh, a, a year ago, it was like 100 bucks. <laughs> I mean, just like, a, a funny <laughs> thing, just real quick. On Reddit, I read something like... In 2010, this guy's like, I'm going to try to find a pizza place that will take 10,000 Bitcoins for a pizza. I'll try to get him to l deliver it like he was getting this huge deal. Do you, I mean, 10,000 Bitcoins? 10,000 Bitcoins. He found someone to do it. So whoever, took, whoever took it is a billionaire. Yeah, yeah there's a <laughs> million stories like that. Okay, so 2008 year, 18. Is it going to be a good year or a bad year? What do you guys think? I mean, I'll give you some other stats for this. Um that I, you know, builder confidence is at the highest level it has been in 18 years. It's kind of crazy. Uh, the supply, supply of existing homes are still pretty low, uh, and I don't know if that's going to change. So the demand's, uh, demand's still really high. Rates are relatively low, historically speaking, um, and more millennials are, are getting into the market. So it looks like it's shaping out to be a super strong 2018 uh, purchase market. But I don't know. I mean, Tony, you, you tell me, man. What are you thinking? I mean, you from what we're hearing, we're 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 going to double our inventory next year, which means either more houses are going to be in the market not selling, yeah, as quickly, or the flood of new construction along with previous. What we're finding right now for what is today, anything that is fixed up and ready to go and done right sells quickly. Gone. Right. Yeah. If you're mediocre by any means, you're on the market for a lot longer. Yeah. During this time right now this holiday time uh, sal and i were just talking about it 
it's amazing. December has turned out to be one of the busiest months in real yeah. estate. And it's like you'd be thinking that, you know, certain people can't really afford a house. They're buying presents right now, so they're going to have to wait till their tax return comes in. This was always the mentality before. Yep. But coming up to this new year, you talk to like Barry Habib, who's a big financier. Yep. Um, you, you watch a National Real Estate Post, which yep. a lot of people don't do. And they're paying attention and they're saying, look, you know, if we don't get some newer construction out there, the older construction is going to go through the roof. And then when the newer construction does come out, all of a sudden you got, what is this, a supply and demand. So right. all of a sudden the price is going to come down like an artificial crash. Do I see a crash? Not really. I mean, no. with the, with all the all the security and safety features that they put in getting mortgages today, I, I don't. Well, I unless unless we have some problem with our jobs and you know that's that's it yeah I think that's it if our economy goes well and jobs stay good we're good yes you know yeah. I, I think it's gonna be super strong as long as people can afford uh, the inflation of rates and things of that sort uh, there's three still fa- the rates are not in, uh, what quarter point right of, well that's what I'm saying so as long as it's an cuts. affordable rate right we were affordable at six percent when we went to four right. we all got greedy oh I want three point three yeah. I want three point yeah. five remember yes, I mean yeah, yes. I get well I think it. there's three factors right inventory mm-hmm. the strength of the economy and the job market we got a GDP of three point eight yeah. guys three point yeah. eight yeah. this is the highest quarter in three yeah. years it's pretty good yes and, uh, the affordability of money because uh, a lot of things you know and we talk about this a lot. A lot of things have been so overinflated. I mean, cars, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's nuts. So, like, you look at the availability of what people have to spend every month and the way that these debt-to-income ratios are calculated and what they have to have to put down. I mean, you could do very well and still have no money to put down if you have a car, if you have a student loan, if you're trying to eat something decent. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, it's hard to put money away. So I think... Uh, those things all kind of tie together to figure out like what's the next influx in our market and uh from what i see and from where things are going i think that 2018 should be stronger than uh 2017. i hope so what the stock market closed at this week or last i week? don't know man it's 20, high 25 it's super 000. yeah i mean what's what's people going on are making more money though i mean people, people are, are making money on cryptocurrency stock market flipping homes there is more money going around right now I and mean, i just hear like there's, There's so many different ways. Raises That's too, correct. You know? Like I, when I look at the refis of Can the I loans, get a raise? I, I need a raise. <laughs> Somebody's got to give me Rob, a raise. Write more deals, Rob. <laughs> you want a raise? Uh, I always need a raise. But yeah. it's funny because I talked to a lot of clients that I closed last year or the year before. And when I call them because there's an opportunity for them to save money or take cash out and refinance, tell me about your job. Is it still the same? Oh well, I got a raise or I got a better job. You know, those. Yeah. I feel like that's ninety percent of them that I talk to. Yeah, I got a raise. Yeah, I got a new job. And it seems like a lot more opportunities are, are opening up for people, especially in like uh, certain sectors. Yeah, I mean, look, and then this kind of goes into mortgage rates are going to be higher. They're, they're, they're higher now than they were in October. But to your point, it doesn't matter. They're, they're a quarter percent higher. It's not. Who give, I mean, when you're listen, looking. Yeah, what, what you're talking about, back in September, you could get an FHA loan for 4%. And today you're paying four and a half. Four and a quarter. Four, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it went up an eighth. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, does, it doesn't right. really matter. I mean, PMI and some of the regulations that are in there, they're, they're meant for people that have never had a home. So they've got to put some guarantees in there. Yeah. Even though the, the Fed keeps uh, milking the. Uh, the coffers of the of Fannie Mae yeah. and Freddie Mac. I mean, Mac if there was no P- okay, that's crazy. We, that's could give, we could do a whole <laughs> fight. We could do a whole <laughs> right. show on that. I mean, PMI is funny. You know, if if there was no PMI, how would the lender make themselves whole? Well, they charge a higher interest rate. Correct. So, but they don't let PMI go away anymore. 
Oh, yeah, no, FHA, 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 yeah. yeah. FHA sticks around, but you can do a conventional. A conventional with yeah. BMI, correct, right. which which really seems fair. You get your equity position, but what happens if the market tanks? That's where they lost before. The market tanks. Right. Now there is no equity position. Do you go back and get your PMI and make it well, that's retroactive? The, that's the scary that. part. If we start seeing values drop and these people that put 3% or 1% or 3.5% or even 5%, you lose 10% in your equity and you want to move out of your house, you're upside down. Right. Yeah. So you, we, the, the, as long as again, as long as values keep going up, jobs stay steady, market is healthy, we should be fine. Well, I mean, it, it's funny if you don't put down like eight percent, you know, you're already underwater. You have to yeah, pay a realtor six percent yeah. and basically two percent probably between transfer. Well, taxes the buyer doesn't pay the realtor. Come on, don't do that. Can be no. I'm talking yeah. as a uh, as a seller. As a seller, seller you put down three percent, right? Let's say in six months. I got a new job elsewhere. I got to move. Yeah, you're coming to the money. You're coming to the table with money. It's or like buy, it's like buying a new car. Kind yeah, of same way. And rolling the taxes and yeah. you know zero down. Guess what it is? It's time to go, boys. <laughs> That's it, dude. The show's <laughs> over. Tony, tell the audience how they can get a hold of you, man. <laughs> you can call my office five eight six seven seven three forty four hundred or look us up at talktotony.com. He also drives a smart car, guys. <laughs> You'll never miss it. I mean, no. it's it, all wrapped in Remax logos. Come on, take crazy. a look. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Please like us on iTunes, Google Play, all that good stuff. Uh, we are live on Real Estate, and we are out. Have a good day, guys. Hey, everybody, you don't pay for this, so make sure you forward and share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, Tony. I like that. I like that.